Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what today is? I do. It's uh, it's a day. It's Saturday. It's Saturday, that's right. Guess what we do on Saturday. What do we do on Saturdays? Q&A Saturday. Oh, I should know that by now. You should. <laughs> you should. So uh, what are we queuing and aing today? So we're only um, three chapters into the book of... Uh, what's his name? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Yeah. Nehemiah. Yeah. It's easily confused with Ezra. Fuck off. <laughs> I actually have something to say about that. Oh, okay. All right. And so um, 
Yeah, I have stuff to say about the gates as well. The gates. The gates. The gates were fun. Yeah. The names. Yeah. I like the names. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about those a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get into this, huh? All right. All right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, so the book of Nehemiah. Yes. Right? Right. So you were like saying, oh no, it's the same story as Ezra. Yeah, blah, blah. it fucking is. Okay, but listen, it's not. Okay? <sighs> I know, I agreed with... First, I disagreed, then I agreed, and now I disagree again after reading okay, stuff. Okay, fine. Okay, here's what happened, okay? Yeah. So, um, the king of Persia, um, Cyrus, Yeah. he got a letter from God in his heart that said, <laughs> let those people go over there, what the fuck ever. Didn't know the mail delivery. I don't, did I mail don't know how it worked. Heart. I don't it's know crazy. how it worked. Yeah. So, Ezra was like, yeah, let's go. And so, they went, and they started... But then all of the people there were like, uh, no, you didn't. And so the work stopped. Oh, okay. Remember? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is like the same story, different era. So 15 years later, 15 years to count. Yeah, Got it. the book of Nehemiah starts up. Ah, okay. Okay. And so. Redo. Um, what? It's a redo. Well, yeah. 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 Because he, um, you know, had that, um, I don't know, that art. Tassercees or what the fuck ever. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. The I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. The the next Persian king, what's his name? Um Oh, okay. So the next Persian king. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you're close with yeah. That's Ar- close. Or Tassercees. Sure. Know, something like that. A name that's yeah. a Persian king. Yeah. That was in Nehemiah. Yeah. Okay. So he Just also started got with that, an A for sure. Yeah. He also got that letter from God and he was like, yeah, go build that shit. Okay. So this is just a separate 15 year later trip that looks, no, 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 no. Feels I think very there similar. was like 70 years between, oh. um, the, the first starting to try it and then the second doing it. Okay. Got it. Got it. But the book of Nehemiah starts 15 years after the book of Ezra ends. Okay. So it would, it would. Okay. All right. So this and this would be almost a hundred years after the first captives came back to the promised land. Okay. Yeah. And some one hundred and fifty years after the city of Jerusalem was destroyed. Okay. Okay. Does that help put it? Yeah. A the bit only thing I'm confused about now is that I thought that there was some thinking about the fact that Ezra wrote this book, and if it happened fucking seventy years after Ezra, then how right. did he write the fucking book and also in it? 
I don't fucking know. Okay. Honestly, I can't be bothered to care. I'm just saying, like, there's some really, yeah. you know, crazy BS right. going on. Yeah. I, I don't know who wrote all this shit, okay? Obviously, and, none of us do. Right. But moreover, I don't really care a lot. Right. Okay? Much so, like that well they named. Care, care a lot. Well. Yeah. Remember the Care a lot well from yeah. back in Genesis? Barely. Barely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I only know it because I was writing about it today. I know. I know. So Nehemiah lived in the capital city of the Persians. Okay. okay. He lived in the capital city. Got it. Not only that, he lived in the citadel, which is a fortified palace of the Persians. So think about this. He's living in the palace of the king of Persia. So he was somebody important. To the Persians, at least. Right. Well, yeah. Right. He was in an important position before he was like, you know what? I'm going to peace out to over there. So this guy sounds more like a overlord that they're sending out there with, like, you guys better get your shit straight and fix this crap up for our kingdom. Maybe. But the way they're viewing it is that he was, you know, of Jewish descent, right? Sure. So he could have, like worked himself into this position to eventually be able to put a bug in the king's ear to, you know, can we've always wanted to go back. Right, can right, we go back? Right. And can I help lead it? Like, I'll take care of it myself. Okay. Right? Yeah. So um, at one point, he he's like, oh, remember that time back when Ezra was taken over and they were going to rebuild? How are those guys doing? Yeah. Right? And... So he got the bad news. I mean, the people were called survivors, not like, Ah, you know, they were not called like, uh, oh, yeah, they're doing pretty good. They're over there building and working and whatever. Right. They were called survivors. They were in great distress. They were viewed as a disgrace. The walls of the city were broken down. The city gates were burned with fire from, you know, those mean guys that were like, yeah, no, you're not. going. It was probably because they like, you know. Kicked them out, and they're mm-hmm. like, "No, you will not commingle with us." Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Fuck you! We'll burn your goddamn no, the, gates." The commingling came later. I know. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. Whatever. Well, but they did. They didn't let people help them, and right. they were like mean to people that were around them. It's true. So it's they're true. like, "Fuck you! We'll burn your gates." Yeah, and and they did. Right. And so when Nehemiah heard this, this is where he's just like Ezra, right? Mm-hmm. He sits down, he weeps, he mourns, he cries a lot, and then he prayed for four months before doing anything. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. That was helpful. Yeah. But that <laughs> I just wanted to go over that because I think you and I both were a little confused as to like the timeline of who did what when and we thought it was the same twice and right. forgot that there was like this whole they started the project but then stopped the project. Yeah. I need like somebody to keep me on track with timeline somewhere like in front same. of me while we're doing this. Same. I'm like I don't know where the- Sometimes I, it's sometimes it's easy to follow. Sometimes it's not. No, I agree. Especially when you're listening to a story that sounds almost word for word yeah. the same as what you just heard. No, I totally agree with you. And that's why reading this kind of helped me put it back in, in right, frame. Right, right. You know? Yep. So, and I thought if it helped me, it's got to help you as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so there's that part, okay? Next, um, I just saw this note and was like, oh, I need to, I need to say that. Out of some two or three million Jews that were deported from the land, only 50,000 decided to return to the promised land. Damn. Which is only like 2%. Yeah. So that's a small number. Right. So you might be tempted to ask why didn't so many, like, why did so few want to go back home? Right. Well, the reason being, they were actually treated really well in Babylon. Gotcha. Well, not in Babylon. 
like when the Persians took over. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I got it. Because, um, you know, the Persian king. He, he was like, I like you guys. You're, you know, do what you do. Well, you know? I read a little bit about him, too. The reason, one of the reasons that he was so into letting people um, do their own thing religiously yeah. and, like, keep your own rules, do your own thing. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not here to change you. Um, one of the reasons was because he wanted each group, when they worshipped their god, to put in a good word for him. So he, ah, it was... It, it was, was somewhat selfish. I mean... Yes and no. He's like, if, if everybody, if all the gods are putting in good good words for me, then I'm in good shape. Right. I mean, also, you could think of it as a form of, like, long con karma. Sure. You know? Yeah. And it worked out for him. I mean. Yeah. I mean. I mean it's, in history, we remember him as a you, good guy. That's the way you treat people that you take yeah. over. If you want them to be not rebellious, then you treat them with respect. Yeah. I so. mean, he's like, you know, there's a lot of different gods out there. Maybe one of them is actually the one true God. Sure. And so... So um, maybe, maybe it was selfish, but it accidentally worked. Sure. Because, you know, he did the right thing. Sure. Maybe accidentally, but maybe just genuinely nice guy. So, so toward that end, the people who were under his care, they did really well. They, right. They were comfortable. They had whatever riches they wanted. You know, the businesses were rolling. Um, they were pretty much free freer and more successful than when they were at home. So, um, and I say at home, although they quickly became at home in, you know, Babylon or New Persia, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. And um, so, I mean, think about this too. Like when they left to go back to um, their home, yeah. the, the promised land, they were given all kinds of gifts. Right. And they were given their... Their original temple items. Yeah. Right? Which I thought was really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all of that to say, a lot of people were like, I got a good deal here. Right. I don't need to go back over there and do all that fucking work to rebuild. You know, fuck that. I'm Especially just with people that at. are already, like, kind of usurping the land. And yeah. Like, like, I don't, we got to take this back. And then, like, they, we don't have friendly neighbors out there. Well, and, and some of them, fuck, man? Did, they were born in this new place and they're comfortable and happy. They're like, I don't have any ties to that. Whatever. Right, right. So that explains why so few of them returned, which got I it. thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting that um, the stuff that was given back to them. Did not include, like, the Ark and whatever. Right. That's and, somewhere gone. Well... Egypt? Egypt no, 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 it Ethiopia. was Ethiopia. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because it's believed that those items were chopped up and lost to um, history or right. whatever. So, we are not going to see those again. Those right. are gone now. In the, in the Bible, those are gone now. Yeah. Okay? I mean, because they're fucking gone. They're gone. They're either... Melted down. Or in Ethiopia. Or in Ethiopia. There's no other yeah. options. Here. I think they're in Ethiopia, personally. Right. I really do. I, I just... I, I would love to think that. That's fine. I don't know why I think that. I just... I really like the idea right. that it still exists. Right. And if it still exists, it has to be in Ethiopia. It can't be anywhere right. else. Yeah. And I really want that part of the story. I, I want them to be part of the story. You right. know what I mean? Sure. I want that success for them. Yeah. I don't know being weird but i just i don't know i just like it it makes me happy yeah all right so now we are going to talk about the gates okay okay the reason we're going to talk about the gates is because i was looking up that fucking tower of the hundred right yeah and i wrote that down in my notes as something to look up well mm -hmm. i looked it up and 
I didn't really find anything much about the towers. Okay. They're, they're just fucking towers, whatever. Got it. They had cool names. They did have cool names, but what really had cool names was the gates. Yeah. And so I want to talk about the gates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, here we go. The sheep gate was so named. Guess why? Because the sheep went through it? Yes. Um, they were led through it to the temple. It was near the market where sheep were sold. And it was also close to the sheep pool where the temple sacrifices were washed. Ah. And up until a few years ago, this gate was still being used for this same purpose in Jerusalem today. Oh, like literally yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So the fish gate was one of Jerusalem's main entrances, and it got its name because of the nearby fish market. Merchants used to bring fish from Tyre or the Sea, or the sea of Galilee. Huh. So okay. they would come so in through the I mean, fish gate. they're aptly gate. named. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some believe that the old gate was so named because it was the main entrance into the old city of Salem, Jerusalem, okay. on the north side. But we don't know. That name has been sure. lost to history or whatever. Yeah. The valley gate was located in the western section of the wall and led to the lowly tri... tri no, let me try that one more time. Tyropoan... Valley. Yeah. Apologies. Okay. To the valley, mm-hmm. whose name I just butchered. butchered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the valley gate opened up over a valley. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Dung gate. The the shit. The shit gate. The shit gate. It was so named because it led to the Hinnom Valley south of Jerusalem, where refuse was dropped. So not just poop. <laughs> so it literally was the shit gate. Right. It was the shit gate, but it was also where they threw their trash and stuff. Got it. Yeah. Poop and trash. Poop and trash. Yeah. One of the early landfills of, yeah. you know, We've been destroying this planet from way back. <laughs> yep. So the fountain gate and the water gate come next, and they're kind of related to each other. Obviously, fountain, water, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Okay. The fountain gate... Was near the it was northeast of the Dung Gate, and it was near the Pool of Siloam by the King's Garden, mm-hmm. and it led into the Kidron Valley, and it derived its name from the location where the Siloam Tunnel emerged from the ground with water from the Gihon Spring. Okay. Okay, so it was the Fountain Gate because that's where the the water came up. Yeah. yeah. Now the Water Gate was part of the Palace Temple complex rather than in the wall. Okay. So it wasn't actually an entrance. Got it. Got it. Okay. And it was so named because it led to the city's main source of water, the Gihon Spring. And it apparently encompassed a large area because that is where the reading of the law took place. And it mm. had to be large enough to accommodate all the people that had to gather. Gotcha. So this was a huge area. Right. Okay. Okay. Next came the horse gate. And it was on the east side of the temple overlooking the Kidron Valley. And it was the gate through which horses entered and exited the palace area. I'm so shocked. And the, the horse stables were probably near there, too. Got it. Got it. You're making fun. No, it's just, I mean, they're like, it's exactly what it was. They, they didn't, there was no trying here. They're just like, yep, that's the fish gate. Yep, that's the horse gate. Well, you know. stop. I like <laughs> it. I really like it. Yeah. The east gate was directly east of the temple area. No way. East of it. Located below the present day Golden Gate. Got it. The people entered the temple through this gate on their way to worship the Lord and present their offerings and sacrifices to him. Mm. 
So they're coming in the east gate, like that's where the sun rises, you know, and they're coming in the temple. Right. Along with the sun rising, you know? Sure. Like that's kind of cool to think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The muster or inspection gate. Muster, not mustard, like mustard and ketchup. Right. But like muster, think numbers. Sure. Like they're they're gathering. We've got to muster they're up counting. Enough, whatever. Yeah. It was located in the northernmost selection section of the wall. And the elders sat at this gate judging and rendering decisions in matters brought before them. Yeah. But it's also where they would conduct like census counting and, and all that kind of stuff. Got it. So. Okay. All of these gates were like super important. They were used in various ways. Um, the people would finalize business deals at the gates and they would arrange marriages at the gates hmm. and they would settle disputes in the presence of witnesses. Okay. And the king used gates to address his subjects. Interesting. So the gates were like not just exit and entrance. Right, right. And they were. They were almost like stages on top yeah, of that or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were gathering places and they were places of business. They were sure. very important and they were part of the outer wall of the temple. Yep. So they were very important. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad I looked those up, but I was very disappointed about finding not a lot on the towers. I know those were great. I just, I mean, I'm sure there at some point was some, something, I mean, those names are too the good. Tower like, of the ovens? Right? What? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, based on the gates, it's probably just fucking ovens. Okay, but what's the Tower of the Hundred? A hundred steps or something? I, I don't, maybe. Maybe, you know, right? Could be that simple. I don't know. But they had some good names, though. They did. If any of you happen to know what the tower names indicate. Yeah. How they got those Reach titles. Reach out to us. Let us know. Very interested. For sure. All right, so that was our Q&A for today, right? That was our Q&A for today, right. All right, so um, tomorrow we are going to be back with a Patreon episode. Yes. And the weekly replay. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday we'll be back with... Nehemiah Chapter 4. All right, we'll see you guys then. Yep, bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.